Welcome everyone to the Money Mentors podcast. Here again with uh, Nathan Leah. Uh, we're both still in isolation, so doing this uh, podcast in, in separate locations again this week. How's it going, Nathan? Good, thanks, Glenn. How are you finding the uh, the isolation? Getting used to it, or eager to get back into the office? Uh, yeah, you kind of get you kind of it's starting to become a little bit more normal now because it's probably been or for our, for us anyway. We've been doing it for probably six. Six or seven weeks now, Glenn. I'm not sure exactly how long, but it feels yeah. like it's around that long. So um, it's becoming a little bit more normal. But yeah, look, you just kind of make the most or the best of the situation we're in. Um, I've, you know, of course, I'd love to get back into the office when the time's right. But I guess we'll just keep hanging in there for now, won't we? Yeah, I think at least um, clients are embracing the technology technological change. I mean, obviously, we're doing this uh, podcast over Zoom. Today, there's a lot of other platforms, but, but clients have been really uh, receptive, haven't they, of uh, using those different sort of video conferencing platforms and have, have actually found it quite good. Yeah, that's definitely the one positive to take out of it. Um, I mean, even this morning when we are talking with a few of the other team members, we are saying that it could change how people do business going forward in terms of you know more virtual meetings and more people working from home. Do you think that could have a bit of an impact on how businesses operate moving forward? I think so. I mean, even just talking to other clients that are in business or, or, or just other colleagues in business, I think there is definitely um, a move perhaps towards more working from home. I mean, I, there's probably been a lot of businesses that perhaps have been a bit late to the party. I mean, we've been doing it for, for a while and, and fortunately was set up to work from home um, when all this came about. But I think it will you know, motivate people to, to look at alternative working arrangements. Maybe it is working from home. Maybe it's not le- needing as much office space. But I think the one thing that we all agree that you can't replace the sort of interaction with your team members and, and even the sort of physical contact, face-to-face contact with, with your clients. It's one thing that you can't sort of replace, is it? You sort of take for granted. Yeah, you, you do your best with technology and, you know, FaceTime and video calls, but it's not quite the same as just that, that missing little element to it, isn't it? When it's not face to face. So hopefully we're not too far away from that, but time will tell. Fingers crossed. Uh, Nathan, one of the things, um, or the topic that I wanted to have a chat to you about today, as we've been talking about, we've been having a lot of meetings with clients um, as as we do, not just in the current client, but I suppose part of how we, how we service our clients. And um, I was keen to perhaps share with our listeners, some of the main things that we're, discussing with clients at the moment. Um, so I've, I've just written down, and I know we've had a brief chat before coming on air, sort of our top five topics that we're um, talking to clients about at the moment. Um, the first one, and this is in no particular order really, but the first one I've got on my list that I wrote down was uh, don't panic. Um, and, and I think it's one of those things that with investing, a lot of people who who panic tend to make irrational decisions, don't they? So it's one of those things that you just got to try and keep your emotions in, in check, in particular in a market like we're experiencing now. Where there's a lot of fear in the media. There's a lot of attention placed on the performance of share markets, what's happening in property, other asset classes. Um, and there can be a tendency to panic and, and therefore make irrational decisions, isn't there? Yeah, look, it's... it's um it's unusual times we're living in. We haven't been through something, a pandemic, you know, of this nature before most of us, or I definitely haven't. So um, it's, it's human nature to kind of jump to jump to the worst and panic. Uh, I guess that's where we 
pride ourselves on in our discussion with our clients, um, I guess, being that guiding hand and, and probably driving them back or, or, or moving the conversation back towards their long-term strategy. And if we're talking about investing, uh, really their asset allocation, because it's so important to uh, diligently stick to and rebalance back to that asset allocation. Um, so that's probably how I'm trying to handle that conversation, Glenn. Would you, would you say that's a fair way to approach it? Yeah, and, and that's probably one of the main reasons or one of the main benefits of having an advisor is that you can take, well, hopefully that takes the emotion out of your decision-making because people tend to have their biases, don't they? Whether it's hanging on to investments that they've held for a long period of time or wanting to sell assets that maybe they've just bought and haven't performed as what they would like. Um, I, I think it's just, it's the emotion that, that comes in the way of making um, good decisions, isn't it? So it is what... A situation like this that's driving markets to extreme volatility it is a time where you want to keep fairly measured in your decision making step outside you know take take a step back look at look at things from the from the top down and, and really just um you know make long-term decisions not not short-term decisions uh and and the point you made there around sort of rebalancing is probably a perfect segue into the second thing that i had written down which was um sticking to your strategy it's, i mean it's ultimately it's, it's the strategy that drives your portfolio and that's that's the, probably one of the most important things to have with any portfolio isn't it yeah i mean we we probably harp on this a fair bit in our podcasts and our discussions with clients but um yeah sticking to the strategy uh or, or rebalancing your you know your portfolio to your agreed strategy uh does all what we just said then it takes away um the emotion helps take away the uncertainty. Um, we're not necessarily trying to pick the bottom here because we don't know, you know, you know, all the best, the best investors in the world will, 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 will talk about this, that nobody can pick the bottom. Um, you know, Warren Buffett and, and those types of guys, it's um, just a really a mugs game, you know, in our opinion, trying to pick the bottom. So if you have your long-term strategy and you diligently rebalance back towards that, um, you know, in, in our view, that's going to give you the best outcome. And by strategy, we're talking about asset allocation, aren't we? So what is the, I suppose, appropriate allocation to each asset class within your portfolio, whether that be you know, cash and fixed interest, shares, property. Uh, and, and if you have a target asset allocation, one that suits your long-term objectives and, and tolerance to risk, if you stick to it and actively rebalance back to it, what it means is that your portfolio basically tells you what to do throughout any financial cycle doesn't it you don't have to sort of sit back and think oh what's when's the best time to buy when's the best time to take profits the strategy in the portfolio will tell you what you need to be doing doesn't it yeah yep for sure it's it's proven you know we've you and me both both lived through the global financial crisis working here um living by that strategy and when when you're when you're in the thick of it it can it can be pretty hard and it can be fearful because you're buying things um, that are falling, but as that famous Warren Buffett saying goes, you know, be fearful when others are greedy and greedy, greedy when others are fearful. We really stick by that here. And, um, you know, we have no, no doubt making meaningful, meaningful or changes to the portfolio now and buying quality assets uh, at, at depressed prices is going to make a meaningful difference to the portfolio into the future. So for sure. As you were saying, I mean, there's no, when, when you're actively rebalancing a portfolio, so as an example, if you've got a set allocation to shares and the market falls, well, then in theory, you should be underweight shares and therefore topping it up. By following that rebalancing process, 
it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to pick the absolute bottom of the market. Um, but as you were saying, it, it protects you, but it also provides, I suppose, a more rapid recovery as well, doesn't it? Because if you're just sitting back doing nothing and the market falls by 50%, well, then you need a 100% recovery in the market to get back to where you started. But if you're actively rebalancing on the way down, no, you might not pick the absolute bottom. If, but if you, even if you get halfway or three quarters of the way there, it still makes a difference, doesn't it? Because you're able to you're able to average down your overall cost price and pick up assets at depressed prices, which means that when they recover, you can recover your capital at a faster rate. So as, as I was saying, there's no guarantee you're going to pick the bottom, is there? No, look, I mean, it's just a, a, live, a live experience that I had with a client recently um, where, you know, I was talking to him about, and I must say, by and large, the absolute majority of our clients are, you know, absolutely on board with our strategy. But I had one particular client just having a quite a, you know, a good discussion. He was like, look, I just think this has more to go. And this was, this was probably two or three weeks ago when the market was around the, the bottom, yeah. its bottom at the time. And, and he basically said, look, I, I just think it's going to get a bit worse before it gets better. I just, I just want to hold off investing any additional cash now. And um, so that ultimately, you know, it's their money. It's yeah. their decision. The client has the ultimate say in what they want to do. So, and then I got the phone call about, you know, three weeks later um, saying, oh, you know, it looks like it's stabilised a bit now. You know, I wouldn't mind maybe getting that money to work. But in the meantime, the share market's bounced about 15%, um, you know, from its recent low. So the reason I just wanted to mention that point is, it's, you know, if you deviate away from the strategy, you kind of, you're on your own. Like you're using your, your, your gut feel in terms of when you're going to get back into the market. In that example, not that they went, that client went completely out of the market. They just held on a bit of a bit of extra cash and didn't rebalance when I suggested maybe that was the right time to do it. So, just just a, a really important message: just stick to your strategy. It does because it does work in our view. Oh, absolutely, and, and and that's where you know sitting on cash and, and waiting and waiting and waiting. You could be waiting for forever, um, but I suppose the other way to look at it is that even if you if if you rebalance and the market falls again, so long as it's at a it falls by a certain level, you can always rebalance again. And it's not something that you want to be repeating over and over again with, with small swings in your portfolio. But, you know, the, the same with you having discussions with clients who are, you know, understandably hesitant in the current market. Another thing that I said to, to one particular client was that, look, the market's off at that point, it was down 30%. And, you know, I, I said, look, it, it may fall to a point where it's down 40%. But I said, look, the reality is that in five, six, seven years' time, you're going to be looking back and hopefully saying, well, even buying into the 30% discount is, is a pretty good deal. So once again, focus on the, focus on the long term and don't try and uh, time markets. Um, I think one of the things that um, we're obviously looking at very closely with our clients at the moment, Nathan, we're not panicking about fluctuations in asset values because we do focus on on quality investments and we're still very comfortable with the assets that we own within our clients portfolios and we're comfortable that the long term that they'll be the right strategies and the right um, investments but one thing that is happening at the moment um, that, that we're obviously talking to clients about is the impact on income um, it, it does um, I mean it's already happening now where some companies are reducing their dividends um, and obviously with the economy essentially at standstill there's a lot of um, tenants that are looking at getting rental relief or rental waivers. So the, the other thing that I and I'm sure yourself and, and our other colleagues are talking to clients about is the, 
the potential for income to reduce in their portfolios? Mm. Yeah, look, it'd be naive to think that there won't be an impact to some degree on portfolio income. Um, I mean, com- company dividends. So a lot of a lot of share investors uh, rely on on fully franked dividends. Uh, obviously, the banks we all know pay good incomes, uh, good investment income, and, and other companies. So, um, you know, with with profitability hit on for many companies around Australia and the, around the world, um, th- there's no doubt. There's going to be cuts. There's already been, you know, several cuts announced by some companies. Um, but yeah, as you mentioned, Glenn, it's going to filter through to all different types of investment classes. Um, you know, whether it's property rental income and there's the tenants not paying rent for a period of time. Well, there's going to be an impact there. Um, even you know, fixed income. If you invest in um, certain fixed income investments, you know, there's there's a possibility that there won't be income paid, depending on the nature of the investment, of course. Um, so yeah, look, it's, it's hopefully, you know, good quality diversified portfolio has that spread, that right spread of investments and, um, the impact isn't too severe, but it's definitely, um, you know, something where we're chatting to our clients about that there, there, there could be some impact on income going forward. And you're right. That's where, that's where diversification is so important, isn't it? Because, um, if, if you had a portfolio that was hundred percent shares or hundred percent property, you might be seeing a substantial reduction in income depending on which investments you own but that, that therein lies the importance of having good quality fixed interest or um, type securities whether that be you know term deposits or mortgage investments or or high quality private credit or bond type investments that are still paying good income um, and, and i suppose even within fixed income having that blend of floating rate securities which obviously have seen their income all because interest rates have fallen, but also those fixed income type securities as well. But what one of the main things that um, I, you know I've been using to reassure clients is that that's why we have you know allocation to cash within their portfolio as well. Because you know ordinarily it's viewed as, as pretty lazy money, at, in particular at the moment where interest rates are so low. But if you've got three to five percent of your portfolio in cash, that that could provide you know, a year's worth of drawings for a lot of people, if not more, without having to touch the capital. So if you've got a good balance of cash within your portfolio and you've still got some income flowing through and we're not expecting income to be completely um, reduced down to zero, I think there's probably going to be a reduction across a well-diversified portfolio. So if you've got still some income flowing through and you've got some cash that should put you in a position, hopefully, where you're not having to sell assets at depressed prices and you could ride through this cycle because what we did see during the GFC was that, in particular, the banks did cut their dividends, but it was really only for a year. So I suppose what is the unknown at this stage is, in particular, with company shares and, and rentals, how long the reduction will be. Um, and it may not be that long. It could be longer, but that's where, when you're putting together any portfolio, you need to position it to withstand these sorts of shocks, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Look, we don't know how long it's going to go on for. That's right. Um, just have faith in the long-term strategy. That you know, that's what we do because you know this is a, a new thing for us. We we haven't been through this pandemic before, so it could be over pretty quickly or it could drag on. Um, that's also where a direct portfolio can really help, as opposed to like a diversified, um, like a balanced fund. Is that at least if you're forced to sell assets, um, if you've got that direct invested portfolio you can choose the specific ones that you want to sell so what i mean by that is if you just invested your superannuation in like a run-of-the-mill balance fund 
and you need to draw down some some assets, then you're effectively selling down a pro rata amount of every single asset within your portfolio, which may not be a great situation in the current market. Whereas if you've got that clearly defined portfolio, fairly directly invested, where you can say, well, I'm going to sell down on this fixed interest investment. So I'm keeping my shares, keeping my property so that they can participate in the inner recovery. Yeah, that control element is, you know, is huge to be honest in this current environment. Uh, and I think we're actually going to dedicate a, a dedicated podcast towards that. Um, you know, cause you're hearing, you know, a bit about the industry super funds at the moment um, under a bit of scrutiny about some of those things. So yeah, well, that's a whole discussion itself. So we'll talk about that in, a, in another podcast, but yeah, absolutely. Glenn having control over your investments and working out which one you might want to, you know, sell, reduce, or even buy for that matter is so important in the current environment. Yeah. And, and look, moving on to the, so the next major point or topic that I'm talking to clients, and this is, we're not trying to be overly negative here, but um, it's all about just education and preparing. Uh, the other thing that I'm saying to clients is just expect the volatility to continue. And that doesn't necessarily mean that markets will fall, but, but I think it, it would be, um, you know, I, th- I think it's, it's only realistic to expect that while um, COVID-19 hangs around, while the economy is still, it's somewhat at a standstill as we ease out of that and slowly get back to some new normal that markets will probably still bounce around. Would you share that, that view? Yeah, look, I mean, volatility is yeah both ways. So, um, you know, I know we've used the expression, um, with clients and amongst ourselves that it can be a bit, feel like a bit of a roller coaster ride and obviously roller coasters go up and down. So, uh, I think, yeah, look, I, I think that's a fair comment that, you know, volatility can be here to stay. It doesn't, I mean, even looking at the share market right now, I mean, it does look like it is a bit of a V-shaped recovery or the starting, I should say, of a V-shaped recovery. So, you know, it might be, you know, you could, you could think that this is what it's going to be like. The market's going to recover and in, in, in three or six months, it might be back to normal and maybe it will. Like that's the unknown we're talking about. We don't know. If there's a vaccination that's announced in a month, well, I'm sure it would be like that, but yeah. it could continue on. Um, so the volatility that is. So, um, and, and look, I was probably, I think I've had this discussion with you, Glenn. Um, the, the, it's all happened really quickly. Like the share market, um, it, I'm talking in the Australian context, which is similar to the global kind of format, um, the global share market falls. I think we fell 35% in, was it three weeks? I think from yeah. high to low. Yeah, at one point we're down, I think 40%, almost 40%. Yeah, I think the Aussie market, 36, I think the ASX 200, it got down at the, at the peak. Um, now it's recovered a bit of that, but it all happened really quickly. So it all, it all fell within about three or four weeks where you know, usually like in the global financial crisis in that example, it took, it took 18 months to, to, to find a bottom. Now I'm not saying found the bottom yet because who knows, we might find a, a new bottom. It might get lower, but mm. it's happened quite quickly. So it's, it's, it's also shut up pretty quickly as well. Um, but I'm spec like, I guess I'm speculating here. Uh, the point I'm trying to make is it's a big, it's a big unknown how it's going to play out because we don't have our crystal ball. Um, and that's why we keep sounding like a broken record. We, we, we fall back on the strategy because we, we know that'll take care of, um, take care of itself. Yeah, and, and, and that then is a perfect uh, role into the final point that I was going to make is that eventually markets recover because as we're looking at it at the moment, there's a lot of volatility. We don't know if we've 
seen the bottom and, and as you were saying we've, we've had a fairly swift recovery from that in a very short period of time if we look back to the gfc we, we went through a similar sort of situation where the market fell it flatlined sort of went up and then it fell then it just had this steep fall so we don't i mean history is not always a, a good guide of what will happen in the future but we don't know what's going to happen in the short term but the one thing that i do know and i'm sure you you know as well is that at some point the markets will recover won't they I always, always, you know, to answer that to anyone that that asks, I always just go back and find a chart, you know, from a hundred plus years of data when you just look at the, you you look at the chart, the direction of it, and it's, it's always going up. Um, Yes. If you hone in on periods, there's falls and there's volatility. But if you, if you step back and take that longer term view of it, it's always going to go up. So we can't tell you when, whether that's going to be in one year, two years or five years, but we know eventually if you invest in a quality asset, it's going to go up. And, and that's where, you know, quite often I say to clients, when you're looking at, you know, a chart that's tracking the performance of the share market, the best way to look at it is almost from a, a long distance away because all you see when you're standing far away from that chart, all you see, as you were saying, is, it, is a graph that's going up, don't you? That's all you see. But the moment you start getting that magnifying glass and focusing in on any particular period, in particular if it's a very short-term time frame, it can be up, it can be down, it can be sideways if it's one, two, three years. But the moment you sort of take a step back and you start looking at that graph over a five to seven year view and even longer, then overwhelmingly it's up, isn't it? So that's, I think as investors, that's the one thing that you should have confidence in is that no matter how bad things are, at some point the markets will recover. We've seen that throughout history where we've had world wars, we've had you know, tech wrecks, we've had global financial crop, we've had everything and we've had pandemics, you know, almost a hundred years ago now, but we've had these things before. The reason for the downturn quite often be quite different, but a downturn is a downturn. The markets always tend to recover. Um, so, so that's, that's the importance of that long-term strategy, isn't it? Sure. Yeah. Spot on. Like there's always, there's always something that's, you know, rocking the share market, as you said, whether, whether it's a war whether it's a global financial crisis, whether it's a pandemic, um, but it always it always recovers. And not to say that there isn't pain uh, in the short term um, from all those events, but you know we're we're pretty adaptive as, as a race, you know, humans. Um, you know, we'll get over this. It might not seem like that right now, but so the markets are going to recover. Yeah, and and I suppose in order to participate in that recovery, that's why you need to invest, in our view, in quality assets. Don't be forced to sell. Hopefully, you've still got some reliable income coming in. And, and that way, you can position your portfolio to participate in that recovery so that when it does recover, you can get back to where you were um, in, a, in a fairly uh, rapid sort of time frame. Was there anything else that you wanted to add to that, those sort of points before we sort of rehash them, Nathan? No, no, I think that covers it pretty well, Glenn, in terms of the discussions you know, we've been having uh, you know, with our clients and how to think about you know, the current market. Yeah. So just to um, go over those again, those five key points that we've been talking about. The first one was don't panic, um, which then leads into number two, which was stick to your strategy. Prepare for investment income to reduce is number three. And number four was markets will recover. So just hang in there and have that long-term view. Uh, And we also spoke about the um, expectation that volatility is likely to continue in this market. That now, that's not necessarily volatility on the way down, but it could be up and down for for, for a period of time. 
Um, so look, on, on that note, I hope you all sort of got a bit of an insight as to what we're discussing with our clients at the moment. Um, we hope it was informative. As always, feel free to reach out uh, if, if you'd like to discuss any of these points um, any further. Um, we'll be looking at obviously releasing further podcasts. As Nathan said, we'll, we'll have a chat maybe next week or, or later in the week about what's happening within the industry superannuation funds in Australia. Um, but up until that point, thank you again for listening and we look forward to speaking to you all again soon. Thanks everybody for listening again to another episode of the Money Mentors podcast. Um, if you enjoy the, the content, please do subscribe to the podcast um, via um, any good po podcasting app. Um, once again, please check out our major sponsors website, Hewison Private Wealth. Um, so just, just search for Hewison Private Wealth online. Also check out Hewison Private Wealth's um, social media channels, Facebook, LinkedIn or Twitter. Um, thanks again. We'll see you next week.